episode number 17, Teaching Kids to Worship a Big God with Jeff McCullough. Here we go, tribe. This is the Kidman Tribe Podcast. We're helping you as children's pastors, volunteers, and leaders plan, create, and execute incredible life-changing kids worship experiences at your church. With practical tips, coaching, training, and resources from the best in kids ministry around the world. It's time to join the tribe. Hey everyone, welcome to the Kidman Tribe Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Noble, and I'm so excited you're joining in today. I'm coming to you from On the Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. I've been on the road a lot this fall. We're promoting a new film called Jesus Revolution. You can find it at jesusrevolution.movie. I want to encourage you to check it out. We've been in screenings across the country, and we're believing for God to spark a new Jesus Revolution. It'll be out in theaters everywhere, February 23rd. There's a sneak peek night on February 22nd. Make sure you mark that on your calendars and go and be a part. But today we're talking about an incredible topic of how to teach kids and families to worship a great big God. You know, when big problems come, where do we turn? How do we how do we create an atmosphere of worship around those issues and not fall apart in fear, but rise up in faith? And today, the guest I'm talking about has been through a couple of years of such difficulties. I mean, one challenge after another. And God, I think, has just grown him deeper in his worship because that was his response, was to worship through those times. And I think looking at that and how we help our kids and families worship in the most difficult times of their life, that's really all about worshiping a big God who can do incredible big things. My guest today is the one and only Jeff McCullough. Jeff is head of Jumpstart 3. He is also a global musicianary, if I can say that, global musicianary for Jumpstart 3. He created Jumpstart 3 as a way to help his own family learn God's word using music, motions, and family devotions. He combines his passion to share the gospel with his ear for modern music, and, and he uses that to create resources that are being used in countless churches and in homes around the world. In fact, in 180 countries, they've just released their 100th word-for-word scripture song. Jeff spent the last 34 years creating over 600 CDs for clients as diverse as Sony, Disney, Zumba, Phil Wickham, and Maranatha Music. His educational songs are being used by Disney to teach English to over 500,000 Chinese kids every year. His music has also been part of curriculum from J12, Discipler, KMC Curriculum, Mega Sports Camp VBS, and Answers in Genesis, and much more. Jeff has an incredible testimony, you're not going to want to miss it, about how God's been working in his life and doing incredible miracles. Don't miss a single moment of this edition of the Kidman Tribe Podcast. I promise you, you're going to be blessed. We'll jump in with Jeff here in just a moment, right after this. Hey guys, our great friends and partners at Seeds Family Worship have just released a brand new Christmas album. With this collection of 10 songs, we have helped them produce 10 brand new worship videos, perfect for your kids' worship experiences. Five of these songs come with hand motion videos ready to use in worship. Be sure to purchase or stream the new album at SeedsFamilyWorship.com or on Spotify and purchase the worship videos a la carte or download them as a part of your subscription at 1230kids.com. We're helping your kids sing God's word this holiday season. Merry Christmas. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Kidman Tribe Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Noble, and I'm so excited today to have my friend Jeff McCullough from Jumpstart 3 uh, here with us. I, I promise you, you're going to love today's topic. We're looking in 
to just all things kid ministry. Jeff has worked for Disney. He's worked for uh, himself the last 10 years and in ministry and seeing God move in a powerful way when it comes to teaching kids how to worship. Jeff, welcome to the Kidman Tribe podcast. Thank you so much, Jason. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Same. I, you know, I mean, it's just been, uh, been so exciting to get you on. And one thing I wanted to just start out is talk to us about a little bit about the journey that you've been on over the last couple of years. It's been kind of a, a crazy moment for you. Uh, what's <laughs> happened? What's God taught you? Talk to us about it. Man, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the 30,000 foot view. Um, uh, the last, the last 10 years, I've been traveling almost full-time doing kids' ministry events, uh, creating resources for kids' ministry, going to conferences. It's been a great life. I mean, come on. You get candy and pizza and all sorts of fun things. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but, but one thing uh, is I'm a workaholic, and I ignored uh, some things that were happening with my body. And, mm. um, and I, I think... Uh, on a great level in, in looking back on it, there is some major spiritual attack happening on my body. Yeah. Yes. Um, my job is to take scripture and set it to music and then go teach people, not just to memorize it, but then to put it into action. And, and I've been making disciples and evangelizing all around the world on five continents. And um, as I was doing that, uh, I had a lump growing on my neck mm. that, um, that I ignored because I'm a man and yeah. it didn't hurt. <laughs> men do not like to go to the doctor. <laughs> no, no. And, and I didn't even have a doctor. I just had telemedicine because I'm yeah. traveling all the time. I'm a, you know, missionary problems. And yeah. uh, no, there's some smart missionaries. I just wasn't one. Let's be honest. <laughs> and, um, and, and uh, I had a couple doctors tell me that, you know, it, it was no big deal or it was this or that. And so I didn't put any pressure on it, but, um, yeah, you know, God sometimes uses really hard situations uh, to direct our path. He does. And uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a great verse. A lot of people just, it's like a bumper sticker and you just, you know, trust in the Lord. Yeah. Uh, but but it's that next part, you know, it, 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 that we submit to him and he'll direct our paths. You don't have to understand it. Um, I got headache. Uh, last January in 2021, and it lasted a month. Wow! And my telehealth doctor said, "I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you any more medicine. Like you need to get a brain scan. There's something wrong with you." And uh, he put the fear of God in me. I'll be honest. And I went to a doctor. Um, of all things, I uh, I live in the same town as uh, a good friend named Yancey, who a lot of you guys know and love. Oh, yeah. Um, she's my neighbor. She's about a mile away. And I, I called her because this is her hometown. I'm new here. And uh, she recommended this doctor. And I saw him. And the, the first thing he said is, man, I'll tell you about your headache after you tell me about that lump on your neck. Oh. And uh, two days later, I had a diagnosis of cancer. Mm. And um they told me it was going to be quick and easy. It was just one tumor. Go in the hospital for one night. You'll be back to work in a week. Get back out on the road. Um, I like that. Yes. That would be good. good. <laughs> um, met with the surgeon. He was a really cool guy. Prayed with him. Uh, scheduled the surgery. Um, and so if I hadn't had a headache that was debilitating, 
I would never have discovered that I had this cancer. Mm. Just think about that. There's, there's things that you have that are so annoying that are dragging you down, but God can even use that thing that's stopping you full stop in your tracks to allow something to happen that needs to happen. And, uh, and a lot of leaders need, a lot of leaders end up where you're at, where you get full stopped, where God just goes, okay, you have worked hard enough. You've ran hard enough. Now it's time to take care of yourself. It's true. And, um, I, I had someone speak a word to me that I really needed to hear when that was happening. And and they said, you know, here's the deal. Like you're in the middle of a long race. Yes. And if you've ever watched like the Indy 500, those guys have to go into the pits. Yes. They have to change parts out. They have to maintain. Yeah. And if you don't stop, you're going to run out of gas. Your tires are going to fall off. You're going to, you got to take care of yourself. So uh, fast forward. Okay. Uh, I ended up having uh, what was supposed to be an easy surgery. And when they got inside, um, I had what they said was the worst case of cancer in my neck that they'd seen in 30 years. Oh, Um, man. The cancer had uh, spread extensively. uh, And I had 27 tumors wrapped around the back of my esophagus. So uh, and my favorite part was it also wrapped around one of my vocal nerves that controls pitch. It's a miracle that I can speak. It is. Um, singing is a whole nother thing. That's that's going to come back uh, in a year or so with intense therapy. But um, yeah, the when the doctors were doing the surgery, um, I'll keep it really friendly. Uh, they made some mistakes and injured me. And uh, I ended up uh, instead of coming home the next morning in the ICU for a week and had to go to another hospital for reconstruction. and. Um, at that point, I was very close to um, to being dead. Yeah. At that point, and the um, I'll never forget the the surgeon that that came in. He's one of the top guys in the country, Doctor Netterville. He walked in the room and he looked over at me and he says, "Jeff, I need you to know two things. Number one, I've I'm familiar with your ministry, mm-hmm. and I know that you serve the Lord." And I'm going to make sure that you are 100% back to health so I can take you on a missions trip with me ah. and go to Africa and serve the Lord. I'm I'm going to see to it that you're back. And um, man, talk about like someone, you know, I'm sitting there going like, I'm never going to do anything again. And yeah. this guy just, he took it upon himself. So uh, it makes my eyes a little wet. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a, I needed that hope to hang on to. And um, so after that surgery, the next morning he came in, he says, man, you've done well. Uh, You'll go home in a few days. And um, uh, yeah, my wife had been with me the whole time for like seven days without sleep. So I sent her to go um, to sleep at Miss Patty Cake's house, another person's in our neighborhood that, uh, that you guys know, who's a dear friend and one of my favorites. Uh, yes. Gene is incredible. And, uh, because, well, anyway, within about 45 minutes of my wife leaving, uh, my voice started sounding really funny and, um, my throat was swelling shut and, uh, it swelled all the way shut. And, uh, I suffered what they call hypoxic cardiac arrest. Mm. And uh, basically, I suffocated to death, Jason. And um, I remember 
seeing from the corners of the room, dark figures coming towards me mm. and holding my mouth shut. And um, the next thing I remember, I was outside my body and uh, I was looking down at the ICU and the nurse was running back and forth, um, just trying to keep my body going. And my sister, uh, who'd driven in from Nebraska, she was sitting by my side, uh, just screaming for me to come back. And um, I was in a place of the most incredible peace. Mm. Uh, I didn't, I didn't see anybody. I didn't walk in a garden or reach the gates. I was just uh, in what I call the Lazarus Lounge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Right, that that place you hang out before you come back because God didn't intend for you to leave. Yeah. Um, but uh, I got to come back. It took, uh, in my mind, the journey through this dark tunnel that I went through back into my body took about 15 minutes. Mm. Um, my sister told me from the time they saw like indications they saw like brainwave indications that like oh okay he's with us things are good um to when i like said hi uh was about two hours wow so it it's it's very crazy like time is different outside than here but the the peace that i felt the it was it was just a completely new life it was different every Every day I carry around things that people said to me when I was in third grade mm. and, and things that you, disappointments I've had or, or times I've screwed up and man, those weigh on me and bother me. And for some reason, as humans, we tend to give those thoughts credence much more than, yeah. than the good things that God has to say or the things that people have said to us to encourage us. But when I was outside of my body, not only was the physical pain instantly over, but all of that was gone. I was just in the presence of God. And um, yeah, it was a beautiful man. Wow. And I'm really excited to share. Um, one of the weirdest things about this journey is getting to um, getting to minister to people who uh, have either just lost or are about to lose a loved one. Yeah. And to encourage them of the beauty of what's ahead. And yes. man, that's not something that I learned how to do in my life. That's something you get to uh, experience. And totally. Um, totally. so I'm, I, it's taken me uh, that, that all happened uh, in end of February and March of last year. So I'm getting close to a year and a half away from that. And I'm just now, uh, getting strong enough to get back in the studio. And, and uh, I just released a new song last week. Um, Saw that. So and, good. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited about what God has ahead. And um, yeah. So yeah, listen to, listen to uh, the Holy spirit and go to the doctor every year for a checkup guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't right. Be like I mean, me. yes, guys, you need to hear that. I mean, I'm learning that lesson this year too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that you can't, you know, I always said it was kind of like a, a soldier never stays on the front line forever. They have to be pulled off and re recharged. Kind of like what you said about the, the race car. It's so good. Take your Sabbaths, get rest, pay attention to what's going on in your body. Um, 
being a, can, being I, a can I share one more thing on oh, that? Oh, of course. Topic. Yes. Um, always look for opportunities. Yes. Uh, the the main thing that I've shared, my favorite word as I've traveled around the world, is the word opportunity. Um, so a flat tire is a chance to meet a tow truck driver, and I've led many to Christ. Yep. Being late for your flight means you get to sit there with someone who's late for their flight too and talk to them for four hours. Yeah. Opportunities arise. Um, in, in this case, uh, when I woke up and realized that I was very badly injured and um, they, the, the doctors told me they literally uh, didn't have someone that knew how to repair what they'd done to me. Um, I was, I was pretty fit to be tied. Yeah. Um, and, you know, was getting ready to call an attorney and going to be rich and whatever. And, uh, the Holy spirit showed me, uh, how the devil would use this in that doctor's life. Wow. And mm. how this is a doctor who has incredible track record. He's never made any sort of major mistakes or anything like that. And, um, just a super kind dude, but this was a really big screw up. And, uh, the Holy spirit told me if, if I went the path that I was going to go of vengeance on my own, that literally it, it would destroy his practice. It would destroy wow. his, his, his hope. And, <laughs> um, and God said, I need you to forgive him. Wow. And of course I'm like, Oh, sure. You know, someday I'll get to that. Right. Um, Cause that's not the most natural first response in that moment, but Holy spirit kept saying, you need to bring him to your bed and forgive him. Now don't, wow. don't, don't wait. And then when you're done forgiving him, you need to tell him how I forgave him. Mm. I would wow. never have had the authority to speak to this man the way I spoke to him. But he wept so mm. openly and so hard right there in the ICU with doctors and nurses walking by. And he he couldn't understand how God would choose to use a horrible thing to do a good thing. Yeah. And yet in that moment, he was able to put his faith in Christ. Mm. Wow. And to understand the beauty of the gospel and um it was it was just awesome and if if i have to go through this again to see someone's life changed like that man this was worth it man. as much as it's been a rather inconvenient season yeah. of my life for me personally getting to see that guy um accept christ in that way i the the nurse that pronounced me dead that was holding me when I suffocated um, is the nurse they scheduled to clean me up to leave the hospital. <laughs> there was no wow. sermon needed to preach to her. No, she saw what God did, and uh, and and she said, "I I need to know how this happened. I mm. need to know." And I got to share with her who God is, and uh, man. I'm just saying through through any situation that you guys are dealing with, um, just keep looking around for the opportunities. It, when Paul and Silas were in prison, they praised God 
And because of that, they were able to save the jailer and his whole house. Yeah. Um, and who knows who else who was there watching it? Um, they weren't recorded, but there's a ripple effect to all of it. So, um, yeah, just look look outside of yourselves. It's really easy to look inside. Um, but but just don't feel sorry for yourselves. Trust that God really is in control, even in the most insane situations like this. And uh, it, it changes everything. It does. And it's about the kingdom. God gives us these stories. God gives us these moments. He doesn't cause them, but he uses them. I mean, I can tell you that from the breakthrough story. Many of you saw that film where John Smith was raised from the dead. I was, I mean, I've been along in that journey. And what it's about is it's about what Jeff just said, winning people to Jesus, to share the gospel. And sometimes we have to go through difficult times. I like, I have so much I could say right now. I mean, I'm sitting here just like, you know, listening and just hearing what God, I mean, the Holy Spirit speaking to you, the power of forgiveness. You know, I mean, there's some leaders listening today. I just really feel like you're holding on to um, things that have happened in your life, maybe in leadership or in ministry that have caused bitterness and you need to forgive. It will set you free. And this whole concept of why we do what we do, you know, I mean, Jeff, it's where the rubber hits the road. I mean, what you're talking about when you, when you read that scripture that says, trust in me, I mean, that you're talking about you're lived, you just have lived through what it means when the rubber hits the road, when the times are difficult, what that scripture means. Yeah. And man, tell me what you would say to people that are listening that are looking at an impossible situation that I've, I've got a scripture for him right yeah. now. Romans chapter five, verse three, not only so, but we also glory in our suffering mm. because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character. hope. Everybody wants hope. Yeah. But hope is the direct product of suffering. Yep. We don't think of it that way. They they say a diamond is formed by great amount of pressure. That pressure can't be any fun. No. The uh, I look at I look at uh, I was watching Forged in Fire with my son the other day and there's these guys taking metal and heating it up beyond it's changing its molecular structure and then they start bashing on it oh, and wow. it turns into something amazing and then they grind off the edges and then yeah. it's something beautiful and useful and right <laughs> and and the the reality is when we're in our suffering i need you guys to think of this very simple thing someday you're going to be able to see someone who's beginning that journey in the same suffering you are and you'll be a testimony to give them hope yes there's a possibility of getting through it in a way that gives God glory so they can offer hope to someone. So if if you don't hear anything else from me today, hope, hope is, is everything. It but is. it comes from not giving up. Joseph had hope and he offered it to his family. Job had hope. These are these are simple examples of people who went through the unthinkable things, and whatever you're going through, uh, it's not a measuring contest to say, "Well, my situation's worse than yours," or right. "You know, I died more than you." I right? Did. Exactly. Whatever. 
Um, <laughs> right. That's a fun one uh, to throw at someone. But listen, the only matters is that there's someone out there that's going to go through what you just went through or yeah. in the middle of going through. And it's God's plan for you to have a testimony totally. to encourage them. Yeah. If you haven't lived through a story, you don't have a story. And I mean, when you look at the American church, we're very much pain adverse, you know, huh. even the message that are preached, like, Hey, you know, everything's roses and whatever, until you walk through a moment like this. And that's where the, the faith that your faith is really tested. And do you trust him? You know, and the, the, the reality of it is either you trust him or you don't, there's no in between. And in that perspective and in that time, when you're walking through these moments, the trust of God and the hope of God and hope doesn't come as you've learned. And as you've walked through this, hope doesn't come from what's outside of us. It no. comes directly from the source. It comes directly from God's heart to us. And, you know, I think one of the things you mentioned, and a lot of leaders are ignorant or not aware of this is spiritual warfare, or they like to pretend it doesn't happen. And if yeah. you are doing kingdom business and you're reaching kids and you're reaching parents, you better be aware and uh, of spiritual warfare because Absolutely. the enemy is going to come after you. And, you know, some people think, well, there's not, you know, we don't look for the enemy under, no, but when he pops his head up, we take him out and you have to be yeah. aware of it. And, you know, that's why sometimes like leading right up to big events, you have crazy things happening. The enemy's doing all he can to stop it. And having those prayer warriors and intercessors in place. Um, talk to us a little bit about that, the spiritual warfare aspect. Hmm. Uh, man, again, how many hours do we have? Yeah, I know, uh, right? I know. It, it's really simple. The If we submit ourselves to the Lord, the devil will flee. Yeah, there it is. We don't I, have to be afraid of it. No, I I know who wins. Yeah. And I, I was, I was raised in a house where my, my mom and dad didn't believe in God and, and grandma read crystal ball and talked to spirits. Wow. And, uh, they, they tormented me when I was a kid. They would go and do crazy stuff in my house. That freaks people out when I say stuff like that. But, uh, you know, here's the reality. When I became a Christian, uh, the very first thing before I would say yes and go down at high school camp where I was and, and get to the altar, I went back to my cabin that night and I said, okay, guys, what's this? Right. What is all this stuff? And and when they opened the Bible and they simply read the scripture, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Mm. And they explained that there's there's no weapon formed against me that will prosper. Yes. And and they started explaining this, that they explained the full armor of God and that we need to stand firm against the devil's scheme. Um, you guys... Don't be ignorant. The The devil's just got a, a few. His playbook is really short. It's really small. He's He has no new tricks either. He's not creative. No. So and the same way the he's future. gotten for years. Yeah. Like the simplest one we were talking about last night, confessing our sins. Here's here's one of the greatest things, the bondage that he'll put you in. Yes. Is if anyone found out what you did or what you thought, they would fire you. They right. would turn their back on you. They would stop having a relationship with you. Guess what? There's no temptation <laughs> except that which is common to man. 
first right. verse that I ever learned. Um, and it, it it's so simple, but God is faithful. He'll provide a way out that you can stand up under it. We so need to good. confess our sins and God is faithful to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, this is the great thing. God has a path to freedom, but the devil wants to keep you in bondage. Yes. He wants it to be a secret. And once it's a secret, now he's got something on you and then it can get worse. And that lie will just grow and grow. And, and rather, if we can simply humble ourselves and be honest, yep. what happens is it un- unlocks other people who are like, okay, wow, me too. I didn't know anyone else felt that way. Yes. And and we can break that chain that the devil's put on us. It's so good. It, it, this is simple stuff. Right. It's simple stuff. But um, yeah. It, well, it, and that, that bondage is fueled by guilt and shame. And yes. so if you have guilt and shame, that's not of the Lord. God doesn't no. come with guilt and shame. He comes no. with he, he comes with, you know, where he will put something on your heart to say, hey, this this needs to change in your life. And then he helps you do it. And yes. he comes in with grace and love and kindness. And, you know, I mean, that's how you know. And there's a lot of leaders that are walking around with secrets. And, you know, I think in those moments, leaders that if you're listening man, go to the Lord and get it taken care of, you know, find some people that you can confess and, and be a part of their life. And in the journey of healing for you, you know, if you're sitting there and your life is just upside down and inside of you, you just feel your heart's tearing apart. Jeff is talking about something true, some, some freedom that you need today. And man, it's, it's so good. I think we could talk for hours and I'm going to have you on again. Um, cause I, I really want to follow you along in this journey um, I think that there's leaders that need to hear what you have to say, especially with impossible situations. I'm going to jump in to kind of our question. We've talked yeah. a lot about things, but what do you see and hear children's leaders talking about today? And what are your thoughts on how to solve that issue? Man, well, yeah, I'll I'll loop it back to kind of my main wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. And the thing that I've been doing for the last 10 years is I, uh, I've been doing kids worship as well as scripture memory. and. Um, what I hear and I see in Facebook groups and chat rooms and at conferences is people saying, how do I get my kids to participate in praise and worship? Yeah. How do I get them to engage? They're just sitting there with their arms crossed. They're checked out. They don't, they don't want to do anything or they're disruptive. Um, what do I do? And, um, I've, I've got some simple thoughts and I love to share them with you. Yeah. Uh, it, it it really comes down to number one, you need to give them a clear why. Yeah. Why are they worshiping if they don't know the reason why they won't do it? Paul yeah. and Silas had a clear reason why they were worshiping God. Because they were in the bottom of the prison. When I explained to kids that they were in the bottom, that's where all the poop goes. Yes. <laughs> they were in the septic tank of the prison. Yes. That's not the place you're going to be super stoked and be like, hey. No. Let's sing. Right? Exactly. And yet, yet what I, I do, I, I read them Psalm 8, verse 2, a, a, a verse that uh, Miss Patty Cake shared with me. Uh, it says, through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies mm. to silence the foe and the avenger. So good. Now, admittedly, when I say it to children, I always say the avengers and they laugh. Right. But, uh, <laughs> come on. Let's be real. but. I, I say, you know what? It, it's not my job to stop the devil. Right. 
Whose job is it? In this verse, it says, through the praise of children, that's you. And infants, even babies, God has established a stronghold against the enemies to silence the Mm. foe, to shut him down. You want to talk about spiritual warfare? How do we fight it? When you have an army and when you engage those kids and you let them know that they are the army of God and that they're not the church of tomorrow, they have the most powerful weapon and it's their mouth that they can speak the word, they can sing praises to God. Yep. And that will stop the devil in his tracks. An army of worshipers. Come on. If once they know that, they're less likely to be like, well, what am I even doing here? They're like, right. wait, I have a job. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a little crazier. I, I come from Jewish roots. So okay. oftentimes when I'm teaching on this, I'll bring one of these over. I don't know if you guys have ever seen one of these long twisty jobbers. Um, when when they danced around Jericho, yeah, and wanted those walls to come down. They um they uh they blew a shofar. Yes, this is, this is huge. This is how I activate an army. Well, this is this is how God works. He wants to get them going and call them to worship. Now, Psalm ninety five uh, one and two says, "Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make joyful noise to the Rock of our salvation. Let us come into His presence." With thanksgiving, let us make joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Amen. And, and then my favorite verse, James 1, verse uh, 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Yes. So, so we've just read in the Bible how our job is to praise God. Yes. It's our job to shut down the enemy with our praise, to make a joyful noise. It doesn't say to sing awesome it doesn't say to to be in tune even. Right. It's a joyful noise. As a yeah. music producer, that makes me cringe terribly. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a kid's pastor and a worship leader, that makes me so happy. It does. Yeah. It does. Man. So, <laughs> hey, man, but, that's good. But that's what God calls us to, to, to give a, 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 a thanks, to just offer thanksgiving to the Lord. Yeah. Just to worship. That's so good. So, so getting kids it, before I, if I see kids disengaged and whatever, uh, the other thing that I, I got to say is don't force it. Right. Um, I was at a conference in Colorado and teaching a class on praise and worship. And I was doing a song with motions and everybody was dancing and having a great time, except this one dude in the back. <laughs> and I decided I was going to fix it. And I said, well, I want you to come up and help me lead the next song. And he was just like, oh, man. And, you know, I thought he was just, you know, whatever, just yeah. being a little shy. And he came up and he did the song. And then after the class was over, he came up to me and he says, Jeff, I I love you, man. And I love your ministry. We use your stuff. That's why I came to your class. Huh. But this morning I dropped. I dropped off my foster kids. And I'll never see them again. Mm. And I just didn't feel like dancing. Mm. And um, we never know what kids are bringing in. That's true. My friend Charlie reminded me that sometimes you're going to have a kid get dropped off to come to your kid's ministry. And they're being dropped off by that person that's been abusing them all night. Mm. They've, They've listened to their mom and dad yell and scream. Or they had to get a ride from a friend because mom's strung out on drugs. I've seen so many situations like this. And that's I, real. 
we got we got our plans to make a perfect service come together and we don't think about the incredible junk that these kids are going through and yeah. and when we look at them before we judge them and get mad at them and i've i've i had a, a family come to me at a church that i was serving at i wasn't serving in kids ministry i was on the worship team but they told me that they weren't going to come anymore because the kids pastor made this boy sit in the corner mm. because he wasn't jumping up and down enough. And I'm just, his yeah. grandma had just died. Yeah. So I always have said that there's no bad kids. If kids are acting up or acting out or not doing, there's something going on in their lives. Take a moment and find out what it is. Totally. And, and the last thing on this subject um, on a much lighter note, <laughs> I've got a video uh, to share. Uh, the, the instructions are simple. Invite men, young and old, to come into your ministry and encourage them to set an example. There's something infectious about the way kids respond to men. Yes. Okay. I know there's all sorts of stigma as well about men in ministry and like. Which is also spiritual warfare. I think that's spiritual warfare. The devil, the enemy. A thousand percent. You know? A thousand percent. And I've I've been to, uh, and and I just want to say thank you to all the women who are holding it down out there. There's there's so many of you that are the only one that shows up to watch the kids at church. And thank you. And I I see you guys and I appreciate you. Um, But I, I want to invite you to think about how you can get men involved. It changed my life when I started getting involved in kids ministry, just leading some songs or leading yeah. some games. It it doesn't have to be a big theological commitment. But when those kids see men show up, when they see them learn their names, when they see them do hand motions like crazy, guess what? Those kids are bound to emulate that, to want to be that. So I've got a short video clip that, that Jason's going to put in here. Um, the man in front, uh, he's almost 70 years old. His name is JC. And he's going nuts. And as we pan around the room, you'll see a couple other guys. Uh, and some of them are, are 30. Some of them are in their teens. But as you look, look at the boys looking right at them, giving them high fives, participating. It, it, it's it's a game changer. It is. So, yeah, let's anyway, go to this video. We're going to drop yeah. it in right here. Yeah. So, I mean, like, check that out when you see that video, Jeff, what did you, you pointed out to me, there were two, two boys at kind of the end of that video that really were not worshiping. Why was that? Well, here's a theory. They were standing in front of the action. They were not watching those leaders. They were not connected to them. They were in their own aisle with their hands in their pockets, disconnected. Yeah. Um, so, so again, one of those things is making sure that the leader isn't just standing in the back behind them, because it doesn't matter if the leader is going nuts or if the leader is looking at their phone, they're disconnected. Yes. Be willing to get on the floor with them and jump up and down with them, not just be on stage, not be behind them, 
but do what they're doing, do it with them. So they realize, well, this is what a man does. Yes. This is what you can do. We talked earlier too. And the fact that the three girls on stage were, that was great, but get some guys on stage too, because then if they're up on stage, you know, I mean, even if you have to push them out of their comfort zone, then the boys will see what's happening. I think getting men involved in kids ministry is vital. 110%. I think it's so, so awesome. So you're working on music. Where can people find you? Man, that's a great question. Uh, anywhere that you stream music, type in Jumpstart 3. No spaces. J-U-M-P-S-T-A-R-T, the number three. Jumpstart3.com is our home for all of our music and videos and resources. And um, yeah, look us up on Facebook connect with us and, and kids uh, pastors and leaders let's have integrity and not take their stuff off of youtube these guys uh, are these are content creators and i will promise you that they uh you know when we take it off youtube and we rip it off there um man you're not doing the right thing so make sure that you're buying the music it's so important because we get to fund people like jeff in their ministry and where they're headed to go and so he won't say it but i'm going to say it so make sure you're buying their stuff um, yeah. It's not that much to buy, and it's a huge, huge, huge blessing to keep the ministry going. And so well, I've got a gift for you guys. Um, yeah. Just to make it easier, because budgets are terrible things. I, they are. I don't like them. And post COVID, I know a lot of churches that still have frozen the budget. So uh, if you're watching this and you have wanted to get some incredible worship resources that will also teach your kids word for word scripture and make it really easy for them to win at both. Um, go to jumpstart3.com, click on For My Church, and pick any of our resources that we've got. They're all on CD, DVD, and thumb drive, and digital downloads. So no matter how you're using them, we got you covered. But when you get to the checkout, I want you to use a coupon code. It's Kidman Tribe, K-I-D-M-I-N-T-R-I-B-E. Go nuts, and you can get 50% off anything you add to that cart. That's awesome. It's that simple. I don't want to hear anybody say, man, I can't afford it. If you can't afford 50% off, I want you to send me an email at jeff at jumpstart3.com. Tell me your situation, and I will scholarship you and give you whatever you need. Our ministry is not to get retail. See, I, I mentioned before I have a Jewish background. I was raised by Jewish business people. Retails for suckers. Okay. If you guys need a deal, you need access to resources that even before you have the finances, I know sometimes you just have to cast a vision yeah. to show the, your church leaders and your pastors uh, that it's a thing. But anyone can go straight to jumpstart3.com, put in their email address, and I'll give you a free $15 video bundle. Mm. Do that song, go into main service and show your parents how your kids are memorizing james 122 i promise it's infectious they'll get the vision and they'll be ready to step up and help you get whatever you need to get yeah our goal is really simple we don't want kids just to hear god's word and then deceive themselves like james 122 says we want them to do what it says right so they can't do what it says if they don't know what it says so that's what jumpstart 3 is all about totally jeff thank you for your heart you are loved. I just want you to know that the Kidman tribe loves you. People that know you love you. People that don't know you are going to love you. And I want you to know you have an army of people praying with you and standing with you. 
Um, I want to pray as we get ready to close up today for you, but I want you to know that you're not alone. And I remember these times where you were in rough times. I mean, in the hospital and that message went across Facebook and thousands of kids leaders prayed for you. And so the Kidman tribe, we're behind you. We love you. And we're believing the best for this next season of what God has for you. So I want to pray for you here really quick. And I'm going to have you back on if you're okay with that. Because um, I love this anytime. in this next year, be able to share the journey. So let's pray. Jesus, I thank you so much, God, for men like Jeff, who have such a heart, Lord. God, they have been through, uh, Jeff has been through some difficult times, God. And to have the wisdom and the guidance for us today, Lord, I just pray complete healing over his body. Lord, as children's ministry leaders are going to listen to this podcast, we are standing for his healing today. And God, I pray that the journey forward, God, is going to be just incredible as he uses this testimony to share your goodness, Lord, to share hope with people. God, there are so many great nuggets today about what what Jeff has taught us and walked us through. And God, I just thank you. Lord, be with his family, meet every one of his needs. God, I pray that you would just provide in a powerful way. Lord, we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jason. Jeff, thank you so much. Go to Jumpstart 3, check out what they've got going on, and we'll see you next time on the Kidman Tribe podcast. Thanks again for joining us. We would love to hear from you. What are some of the thoughts, questions, ideas you would like to hear more about? You can submit your thoughts and questions to thekidmantribe.com slash mailbag. And be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know. Man, what an incredible edition of the Kidman Tribe podcast. Thank you, Jeff, for sharing your heart. Thanks for sharing your story. I know it touched many lives. I'm so excited to see what God is doing with the Kidman Tribe podcast and the topics that we're talking about. Hey, if you love the podcast, will you go wherever you get your podcast, whether that be Apple, Google, Anchor, wherever it is, go and subscribe to our channel. Give us some great feedback, if you would, and help us to move up in the ranks. We want to share the Kidman Tribe podcast with everyone you we know and everyone you know. It's an incredible resource. We're getting ready to go into 2023, and I promise you're not going to want to miss a single minute of what God is doing here on the Kidman Tribe podcast. Do me a favor. If you like the podcast, leave a comment and leave a review. You can also find us online at www.kidmantribe.com where please go and share a comment in our mailbag. We'd love to hear from you as we're creating 2023. I'd love to hear the issues you're struggling with, what you'd like us to talk about. If you have recommendations on guests, I want this to be your show as much as it's my show um, and really dig in and help answer questions kids ministry leaders are asking today. So go to our, our mailbag, share that with us. We would love that. You can also find old editions of the Kidman Tribe podcast. You can find our bi-weekly blog. So whenever we're not releasing a new Kidman Tribe podcast, we have a bi-weekly blog. Really just in a whole desire to help you and equip you and train your team uh, and the people that work in kids ministry all around you. Go and share this on your social media. I would be so grateful. Listen, so in two weeks on the show, I'm excited to welcome a guy that you're going to love and you definitely need to know especially when it comes to helping you create dynamic experiences that will help disciple your kids and really equip equip your parents. I welcome Matt Markins from Awana. He's actually the CEO of Awana. Matt serves as the president and CEO of Awana, a global leader in child discipleship. As a leading researcher in child discipleship and children's ministry, Matt has commissioned eight research projects since 2013, including a study conducted by the Barna Group called Children's Ministry 
in a new reality. So really digging in and seeing, okay, what are the changes that we've walked through? How has that changed how we do kids ministry? How has it changed how we disciple? I mean, it's powerful. He's the co-author of three books, most, notably, most notably Resilient, Child Discipleship, and The Fearless Future of the Church. He's also the co-founder of Child Discipleship Forum and the D6 Conference. Matt's an artist who builds and renovates through carpentry. He enjoys travel and slow breakfast with his wife, Katie. Matt and Katie have been involved in kids ministry for more than 25 years and spend their time in Nashville with their two sons. Hey, thank you again for joining me on the Kidman Tribe Podcast. You're not going to want to miss two weeks with Matt Markin as we really get ready for the beginning of this next year. Hey, I want to encourage you. Now is a great time to take some time out to start setting goals. Where would you like to see your ministry? One of the things we always do in our church is we say, God, give us a one word idea of what you want the theme to be for the coming year. And I challenge you to do that in your kids ministry, build around that. God, what are you speaking to us? What do you want our goals to be? Set those goals now. Start to take some time. And I know you're so busy. We're right in the middle of Christmas and the holidays, but take some time away with God and say, God, what are the goals that you have for my kids ministry, for my leaders, for the people that are involved in kids ministry in my life? Hey, listen, I'm your greatest fan. I love what you're doing. I'm cheering you on. I'm here to encourage you. And I can't wait to see you on the next edition of the Kidman Tribe podcast. We'll see you then. The Kidman Tribe podcast is a production of 1230 Kids. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your kids' ministry, visit kidmantribe.com.